All right. This is the first episode of the Swing the Twig podcast. My name is Tommy Franks, and thank you so much for listening. Uh, be sure to give us a five-star review when you do so. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, there will be more to come for sure. Uh, normally, so our other co-host, Dom DeRosa, is running late to this first episode, and but Justin Riemann is our fellow co-host as well. What's going on, Justin? Nothing much, you know. I'm very hyped to talk about baseball. Thank you to everyone who's listening right away, and let's go. Yeah, I mean, this. I mean, what's more funny is the fact that Dom's running late to this, but no doubt. <laughs> so, the past week in the let's just get right into it. So, this past week in the MLB, Justin, if you got something, start off. What'd you like the most about Major League Baseball in the past week? Uh, Miguel Cabrera's 500th home run. You love to see moments like those. I'm gonna say. Yeah, I lost that Blue Jays bet, but I was very happy for. Cabrera hitting his 500th. I mean, it took him a while. Like, normally with, with guys that hit their 500th homer or 600 homer, big milestones, it takes him a long time. Like, mentally, it takes him a while, right? How old is he now? Oh, God. He's like near his... Is he near 40? I picked him up to fantasy. He's having a good year. Yeah, he's having a great year. I mean, he's one of their, he's one of their only hitters. Um, it, it's my, my scoring, my scoring in my league is OBP to on-base percentage. Right. And... He, he's been helping me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I can only imagine. Like, he's their only hitter. Like, they depend on him. And now the team's performing really well in the uh, AL Central. That's that's the biggest thing. Uh, my biggest, uh, my favorite thing happening around Major League Baseball, obviously, obviously besides my favorite team, the New York Yankees, which we'll get to later on in the show, uh, the Atlanta Braves, who we just defeated as we're recording this on Tuesday, just defeated them on Monday night. And uh, we got our 10th straight win. The Atlanta Braves were on a nine-game win streak. But not only that, they've taken over the entire NL East from the Mets and the Phillies. Wiped it off out of the Phillies' hands. And you got to remember, they're doing all this without Ronald Acuna Jr., arguably their best player. Without a doubt, their best player. He was he was a stud when he when he was healthy. Uh, you remember, everyone, everyone gave up on them. Everyone gave up on them for the past two months. And... Uh, no, they're they're being led by guys like Albies, Freeman, uh, Heredia. I can go all the way down the list. Austin I know Riley. I know about the Braves. Freddie Freeman never doubt the guy because as a Nationals fan, he always loves to. He always hits. He always loves to crush our dreams of beating the Braves. Freeman always does something against the Nats. The big yeah. The big Freeman is such a great hitter. It's it's incredible. Um, you want to talk about the Nats? I mean, is there anything to talk about regarding the Nats? This is this is your favorite um, team. I, I a teeny bit. Um, Josiah Gray, one of the prospects we got in the Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, Los Angeles Dodger trade is turning out to be not so bad. I mean, usually I'm not a fan of our prospect pitchers, but um, I would have to say he might be one of our top guys, if not the top guy in the rotation right now. Patrick Corbin is mediocre. Joe <laughs> Ross generous. is hurt once again. <laughs> Joe Ross is hurt once again. He there's a chance he has to have his second Tommy John surgery. So I, I think his career is basically over. What's with these Nationals pitchers uh, getting injuries? Strasburg, Joe Ross now. And it's a history, not just Strasburg. You know, um, Jordan Zimmerman in the past. Right. Um, who am I missing? I'm missing someone else too, but it, it's not like it's anything new. So at this point, I'm just used to it. 
So the latest MLB Power Rankings came out. I would love to get them up if I can, if I have them. Yes, I do. The top 10, you want to hear this order? It, it goes from 1 to 10. The Giants, this is uh, from Ben Verlander. Um, he says the Giants, number 1, Dodgers, number 2, Tampa Bay, number 3, Milwaukee, number 4, Houston, 5, Yankees at 6, White Sox, 7, Reds at 8, 9 is the Braves, and 10 is the A's. Yankees are the hottest team in baseball right now. Bar none. I mean, bar none. And I'm speaking, I'm saying as a Yankee fan, obviously I'm going to say that. But I honestly, I don't think there's any team that can beat them at the moment in the in the American League. They beat the White Sox. They're 5-1 and one this season against Chicago. And we're rated lower than the White Sox. Um, there's just a lot of good things going on. And later on, you know who I'm excited to talk to later, Justin? Um, on this Who's podcast. That? friend of mine named Frank Luna. We're going to talk to him very shortly in the program. We're going to talk to him about uh, he actually caught the home run, the first home run of Andrew Velasquez's MLB career. Um, it happened on Sunday, I believe, or Saturday, Saturday, against the Minnesota Twins in the 7-1 victory. This guy, my friend Frank, actually reached out with his glove, reached out, he was in right field, and grabbed, just snagged it on a line drive Ooh. homer. It was one of those... Um, Cheap Yankee Stadium home runs because it's so small. But he reached out and he he got it. it was a great catch. And uh, but he was talked about because he didn't even blink when he was asked to give it up, and he didn't want anything in exchange. Um, we'll let him talk about that more when he comes on. But yeah, that was an exciting moment. You always love the hometown kids, Velasquez from the Bronx. You always love seeing them succeed on their home team. Kind of reminds me. I hate to go back to. I want to go back to Nats again. Ryan Zimmerman, hometown guy playing on his home team. Right. And you know what would be – like the romantic story would be Velasquez staying in New York. I don't know if that's going to happen yet because he's because uh, he's only playing because he's a fill-in. You know, he, he's, he's a fill-in for um, – I think, yeah, he's in, he's in for Glaber Torres right now. Um, and Gio Urshela comes back uh, either uh, Tuesday or some other point very soon in the Oakland series. But, yeah, I, I think, you know, he, he could stay. Is that is it practical? I, yeah. I haven't watched too much of him. Do you think he would be one of those guys that they keep as a pinch hitter and a you know rotation player, or is he good enough to go start somewhere else? That's the thing. Like, is he like a Gerardo, Gerardo Parra, where he can just like he can bench, he can come in off the bench and, and hit for you? Um, I, he wants to play every day, and um, I like his mentality. You know, I can, I can, I can, I think he's the guy who said uh, the Yankees expect to win now as opposed to want to win when they're uh, at the start of their winning streak. So, uh, yeah, I think he can. I think he can start in pinstripes, um, but he's gonna have to be better than Glaber Torres at shortstop. That's that's, that's a tough uh, duty right there. Yeah, because think about it. you got Glaber Torres at shortstop, and that and Velasquez plays short uh, plays short right now. Uh, Rugnet Odor is a bench guy. They rotate around second base. You know, DJ Norm, DJ LeMayu normally plays second base. And you got Anthony Rizzo and Luke Voigt rotating around first base. It's it's who hard. I, who am I missing? Um, Geo's Geo still Geo's still there too, right? Yep, he's the third baseman, and uh, you know he's coming back, so there won't be any need to sub in for him. So once Glaber comes back, Velasquez's future is uh, it's in terms of right now in the short term is uh kind of in doubt, which is unfortunate. It'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, they say uh, often, you know, everyone wants to be a general manager when it comes to trade deadlines and things things of that nature, especially in the offseason. Everyone wants to play the role of general manager. But 
decisions like those are the, are the hardest. And like I said, especially if they do move on from him, like I said, a hometown kid doing it in his home stadium. I, I'm assuming he grew up a Yankees fan. Oh, yeah. Probably's always been a dream of his. This has probably been his dreams forever, hitting the homer in a Yankee stadium. Exactly. That's the that's the huge thing. And it was such a cool moment at the same time. So, yeah, really excited to talk to Frank later on. So, uh, all right, that's what we got for the for the first segment. All right, so we are here talking with a friend of mine. Actually, um, he's also he used to be my boss. Actually, um, back in politics, uh, back in uh, 2018, I believe. Um, this is the chief, former chief of staff for the former congressman Tom MacArthur, um, a South Jersey congressman. Um, he's he's also done military service. Uh, he's done everything. Now apparently he's catching home run balls. Frank Luna. Frank, what's going on, man? Tommy, I I I am grateful to be with you. Dom and Justin this morning. Uh-huh. It is uh, it is my pleasure. Awesome. Well, first off, I wanted to ask how what got you going to Yankee Stadium that day, dude. It just shows you it's a wild turn of events. Uh, a buddy of mine had a vacation get canceled on him last minute. I have a place in Bradley. I live in Bradley Beach, a little one bedroom apartment near the beach. He reached out to me and said, "Hey." Uh, my vacation got canceled. Do you uh, know anybody who might be renting a place out in the, for a week or two in the summer? I said, look, man, I don't know anybody renting anybody anything out, but I'm going to be in Florida for a week. You and your wife take my apartment, enjoy the beach, and we'll call it good. That guy, as a, as a way to like kind of thank me, gave me his four tickets to that game on Saturday. Um. So that was kind of a neat part of the story that it was such a random act that we were in the stadium that day. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. So what you, you were sitting in right field, I think section 107, correct? Yeah. So yeah. what got you, did you see the ball hit off of Velasquez's bat? And how, how'd you react to that? Tommy, I, I missed it, but I, you know, it was the eighth inning. I think it was six one when he hit that. Yep. Um, for whatever reason, I was still wearing my gloves like a good 38-year-old guy should be doing when he's sitting in right field in a 6-1 <laughs> game. Uh, I was still wearing my gloves, and I was talking to the child next to me, uh, who is my girlfriend's son. And, you know, you, you're at a game, and you hear the ball off the bat, and you can tell it. And I looked up. Everyone around me was going crazy. By the time I looked up and stood, I'm like, man, that's, we got a shot here. And it was, dude, it was tunnel vision. At that point, it's like you don't hear anything. I get it when professional athletes say that because I didn't hear anything at, at that point. I'm solely focused on that baseball. And I'm like, wow, this thing might be coming my way. Um, and I kind of did a little leap as it was tailing away from me because he's a lefty. So it was tailing towards the foul pole away from me. And I uh, did a little leap. I thought it went off the tip of my glove, but uh, it, it landed. So, Frank, that must have been really awesome for you to catch that home run. I mean, that's got to be a dream come true. We know Zach Hample has a YouTube page on it, and he's a, a fiend when it comes to catching all those right. um, fly balls. When it came down to it and you caught it, did anyone try to entice you to throw it back onto the field? Nah, nah, nah. nah. Good. What, yeah. what happened, everybody got crazy. Um, everyone's giving you a high five. Uh, you know, people, like, hugging you, jumping on your back. This one kid – 
when I caught it, I still didn't know who hit it. <laughs> again, I was talking to, to my girlfriend's son. And this kid comes up to me, like, grabs me by my shirt. I think he's, like, almost getting ready to fight me. And he grabs me by my shirt. He's like, do you know who hit that? I said, no, I, I didn't. He said, that was Velasquez's first home run ball. The Yankees are going to want that. And at that point, I knew, like, all right, I got something here. And, you know, this wasn't just like a, you know, judge home run that nobody cares about. Um, <laughs> and then security came down and brought me to, you know, one of the VPs of security or whatever came down. Then they brought me to meet with the head of security. And he's like, look, we want the ball back. I said, all right, whatever we got to do, let's get to get the ball back. Yeah, and you... I think they were kind of, what's that? No, sorry, go on. No, I think they were kind of expecting some type of negotiation. I just said, look, get the kid the ball back, and if if there's any shot, we can bring my girlfriend's kids to take a picture with them or something like that. Let's do it. And at that point, Eddie, the head of security, he just said, look, because of COVID protocols, we can't really uh, do that right now with the players. However, you know, when COVID breaks, the protocol breaks free or whatever, we'd like to have you guys back to a game. And, you know, we'll get you on the field for batting practice, that kind of thing. That's awesome. That's sick. That's, that's, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Justin, yeah, which want... is insane. Good, Justin. Right? Yeah, you want, you want to ask Frank anything? I, I, I had one question. Uh, before you came on, we were talking about this home run. And um, he's a hometown kid from the Bronx. And I, I'm, I'm from uh, the Washington, D.C. area where we have Ryan Zimmerman, a hometown guy, still on the team. How much would you want him to stay on the Yankees? How great would it be? With the Yankees, um, just their, with their depth, and they have they have a lot of depth in field. I mean, look, I, I think the energy he brings to the team right now, the story that he is, you know, kind of New York sports radio is can never let like a moment happen without talking about the fifteen moments down the line. You know, they're already wondering whether or not he's going to make the playoff roster and all those things. I, I, I look, he's. I think he's hitting like 350 or something like that, or was as of this past weekend. He was. Uh, he's made some, yeah, he's made some amazing defensive plays. I mean, the the home run was not necessarily a factor in that game. However, look, it's Major League Baseball. Every single run counts. So the fact that it's the bottom of the eighth and this kid is still swinging a bat, hitting a home run, tells you a lot about him too. I mean, he, he didn't take that at bat off. Yeah. So, I think when you, you look at him versus a Glaber, Yankees are incredibly invested in a guy like Glaber. So it's going to be very difficult for them to say, hey, Glaber, we're going to keep you in AAA because this kid's hot. Exactly. But you never know. Right. Uh, you never know. I, I mean, it, it's it, somebody gets COVID protocol. I mean, is Velasquez up and down over the final month? Who knows? I, I mean, I'd love to see him succeed anywhere he's playing. You know, obviously the Yankees is a storybook story in a lot of ways but I just you know I root for a guy like that I don't, I don't care if he's on the Red Sox you know you want him to play well you want him to succeed plays the game the right way comes from a good family and you know you just you want to see that type of guy have success I, I totally agree and for the Yankees and their standpoint their infield it's so versatile I feel like I think Glaber is truly a second baseman at best which is fine um, when it comes to DJ LeMayhew he can go anywhere in the infield, really. First base, third base, put him anywhere. Uh, I like Drew Rochella for you guys. I think he could be a good guy off the bench, too, if you need it. But if you need to start him, go for, go ahead. But this kid, Velasquez, he's really opening up a lot of eyes. And 
He's made some great defensive plays, like you said, Frank. But the one that gets me was the final play against the Boston Red Sox. I have that on video, yeah. 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 How many how many shortstops make that play in, in right. professional baseball? In right. Major League Baseball? That's a serious question. I don't, I don't know the answer. I mean, that was a rare gold glove play. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Far on. Yep. 100%. I mean, the, the, the slide to the to the throw, I mean, everything about that was just – Yeah, look, man, I, you know – you string a few plays like that, a few good at bats together. You're hitting 350. I mean, at the end of the day, your performance is going to keep you, or it's not. You know, what do you say in football? Go with the hot hand, right? Exactly, Frank. Yep. I know, Frank. I liked how uh, I like how you responded to the entire situation, and you were the talk of Yankee Land, Yankee Twitter for the past. Uh, after that game, you were the talk of Yankee Twitter for the next day. Because everyone was like, because there was an experience. I don't know if you're familiar. Dom brought up uh, Zach Campbell earlier. Well, um, if you know who he is, he catches yeah. home run balls. Yep. He caught the um, A Rod's uh, 500th, yep. 600th home run, I believe. And he did not want to give it back originally. Um, you were the complete opposite. And every fan thought, initially thought, and assumed that you would behave exactly like that. You were the exact opposite. So I got to commend you, first off, for, yeah. for the way you acted with that. That was, uh, <laughs> that was very, um, you, were, you didn't even hesitate. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look. In, here's my thing: I can't, I can't, uh, you know, get after somebody for not acting the same way that I did. Or, you know, look. I mean, Zach Story is is a very prominent one. You know, the guy who caught Jeter's what is it, three thousand hit that yep. home run? Yep. Yeah. Uh, that that guy gave it back to Jeter. I mean, he got to meet Jeter at the press conference. Got a bunch. I think he got like a bunch of sweet tickets. Um, yep. You know, a bunch of things like that. So, look, this wasn't Derek Jeter's 3,000 hit or A-Rod's 500 home run. Um, so, but to me, it's the story. I I don't want that guy and his family to spend five seconds thinking about, oh, man, what do we got to give this guy for this baseball? You know, like, I don't want to take from that piece of the pie. Think about his life over, you know, when did he get called up, beginning of August? You know, think uh, about yeah. his life. It's, I mean, he's, he's living in his parents' house or wherever he's staying for the night. I think every cousin and cousin of a cousin of a cousin's friend, neighbor, second grade teacher knows the guy now. And, you know, they want to meet him and take pictures and autographs. Oh, let's get, you know, like, I didn't want to take from that pot. Um, I think something will work out in the end. And look, if I go to batting practice on the field at Yankee Stadium, are you kidding me? Like, nothing better. Michael yeah. Kay and Paul O'Neill were talking about me on the air uh, Monday night. Like, come on, you can't even make it up. Brian Hoke follows so, you on Twitter now. <laughs> my dude. Yeah, he, he shot me a really nice message. Um, you know, I, I've heard from a lot of folks about it. Uh, and, you know, it's cool last night. I don't, I don't know if you saw this, Tommy. Last night, uh, you know, Sunday, we kind of I, – I work at a beach bar a couple nights a week at the Jersey Shore right. in Asbury Park called the Beach Bar. Um. Sunday, I talked to the GM. I'm like, hey, man, why don't we try to turn this energy into something? And uh, so we came up with this drink called the Leaping Luna. And we had a tip bucket out. And we donated, we raised almost uh, $800 in six hours for the Asbury Park Little League. That's fantastic. I did see that. Bar bar. Yep. That's amazing. Not to mention... Another company at the shore, Jersey Shore Supplements, which, you know, they sell like protein and, you know, pre-workout. They're a real local homegrown company. 
Uh, they matched whatever we raised yesterday. So now you're at 1600 I heard from another organization called Hometown Heroes. They were chipping in 400 Another guy I know donated $359 online to the Asbury Park Little League because that's how far the Velasquez home run was. Oh, yeah, So yeah. you think about that. That's neat. That, that catch and the way I carried myself during that and the fact that Velasquez is a, is a gamer and everybody loves him, mm-hmm. that turned into how many more acts of kindness to help our community do something good. Exactly, yeah. Frank, I was just about to ask you, referring to that, uh, is yeah. there anything else you got going on uh, regarding those specials? Anything you want people to attend? No, I mean, there's nothing really coming up. I mean, it's just, you know, look, I just, you know, Tommy, I live by the monster. It's a good day for a good day. Yep, and, absolutely. You know, it's, whether it's the best day on the planet or the worst day on the planet, I just, I try to keep in my mind, like, hey, it's a good day for a good day. And I'll tell you, it's, it's easy when it's a good day to have that mindset. But when it's a bad day, you know, you're arguing with your girl or you're, you're mad at your job or you're sitting in traffic, you know, that's when it's most difficult. Or you're injured if you're, you know, somebody likes working out or you're an athlete. So I just, to me, man, just everybody pay it forward. You know, it's, if, if this can be a footnote of an example of how to pay it forward and, you know, try to carry yourself and do the right thing, I think, you know, that's what I want people to get out of this. So instead of me getting like what? Uh, a couple autographed baseballs and an Aaron Judge game used cleat and tickets to a game. The Asbury Park Little League kids are probably going to have an, an extra three grand. That's amazing. That's amazing. Just, That's incredible. Just by the simple fact that I gave away the ball to a kid. Who, by the way, hit it. I didn't do it. I, I caught it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a 38 year old guy who had who had his glove on at a game. Like, I, if I don't catch that, I deserve to be mocked in, until uh, <laughs> the end of eternity. So, oh man, I mean, you're um, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's been Frank. fun, dude. It's, it's been fun, Tommy, and I appreciate catching up with you guys. It's, it's been a blast. Absolutely. Um, oh yeah, thank you. You for know, no, no. Nah, nah. Any uh, what, what else were you guys talking about today? Um, well, go over the standings, the hottest teams. Um, it's actually our first episode, you so you're you're our first guest. <laughs> I feel good about that, man. Hi, right, come on. How, how do I? Uh, Great first guest, Mojo, man. What's first, that? First guest mojo. I yeah. said it's first guest mojo. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. You brought yeah. it. Hundred percent. We're gonna get we're gonna get you guys uh off to podcast stardom, baby. Absolutely. That's a way to start. Yeah, yes. right. Work our ways up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing, you you guys will laugh about this. I still I if I could show you a video, I am still in my apartment and I'm working today and you know, I took a few minutes to chat with you guys. I'm still in my apartment, and I'm, like, carrying my glove around. I feel like I'm a kid. <laughs> he's ready to catch a home run brought, as he's walking around. I, you know, I brought it with me to the bar last night because I, I figured that would be a fun picture. And everyone's like, oh, can we take a picture with the glove? I said, absolutely. Let's do it. And you got to have fun with it, man. Love you got to have – like, I, I was on the radio with Al Duke and the fan Monday morning. I was on the fan again today uh, with Maggie and Moose. Yeah. And, you know, like, that's just fun, man. Like – it, Al was great. He promoted the, the fundraiser. A bunch of people came by uh, because he promoted it. So, you know, it, it's all in all just a really neat moment to uh, to have fun with. That's incredible, man. Yeah, Frank, we really appreciate all that. Uh, it was a great story to tell, and uh, we really enjoyed it. I hope the listeners do as well. I'm sure they will. Um, amazing well, I, story, I, Frank. I, I, Love it. 
I hope it wasn't boring. Not at all. The exact opposite. <laughs> I hope I didn't put you to sleep. No, 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 no. Not at all. Incredible. Um, well, thanks so much, Frank, for coming on. Thank always you. appreciate it. Thank you. Ah, you bet, boys. And Tommy, it's always a pleasure to connect with you. And uh, Dom and Justin, I'm, I'm rooting for you guys equally. So uh, <laughs> good, good luck with the podcast. Make sure you uh, get me all the links and all that so I can Absolutely. listen and share and do whatever I can to help help boost you guys up a little bit. And, uh, you know, remember, boys, it's a good day for a good day. Let's get after it. 100%. Oh, yeah. And awesome. No doubt. Yeah. And, Frank, you're welcome on anytime. Yeah, Just 100%. Yes. <laughs> New friend of the show. You let me know, man. I, I'm known as now Frank from Bradley Beach to the fans. So uh, if you need Frank from Bradley Beach on, you just drop me a note. We'll connect. I, yeah, and I'll finish with this. I, I guess uh, his dad is a retired NYPD guy. Um, right. I guess somebody in their retired NYPD Facebook group shared my Facebook post. Dude, I have been getting so many notes from retired NYPD guys. Like, and it's just so heartwarming that even these guys are just like rallying around the family and like, ah, you know, thank you so much. You treated the family with such class. One guy wants to send me an NYPD patch, you know, like stuff like that to me means more than call it five grand. I don't know. What is a ball like that worth? What do you guys think? What the Velasquez Homer? Yeah. If I auction that thing off, what do I get for it? Ooh, that's a great question. That's a good question. Is somebody on that right now? Dom, you on that right now? Mm, Look on value. One. Value for like any home run ball? Like a Velasquez. Just... Yeah, like a guy like Velasquez. First home run ball, the exact one. I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe maybe at least a couple grand, I would think. Yeah, no doubt a couple grand. Yeah, at least. If I had to guess. So what, 5'10", maybe? Call it that, right? Five, call it 5'10", I don't know, whatever. Yeah, maybe somewhere in that area. Yeah, so like instead, I got all these good vibes. The Asbury Park, what are we getting a bunch of money? See, that you guys know that five, ten grand, I would have burned through that in a month. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I would say a couple grand for sure. I mean, so, so there you go, man. Like, it, now I have like this lifetime memory, and I don't know. Uh, Moose asked me on the fan if it was Mike Trout's 500th home run, so I give it away for free. I said, well, I give it back to the guy, and I probably also give him a Wawa gift card just because he's a South Jersey guy and he'd appreciate it. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. this stuff will pay itself forward, and you know, we'll be all right. Absolutely, Frank. Uh, you're always welcome on. Uh, we always appreciate your time. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. You bet, gentlemen. Enjoy the afternoon. All right. Hope you really enjoyed that chat. With uh, Frank Luna, I know, I know we did, right? Well, I mean, we can all say for certain, right, that we enjoyed that, right? Oh, that was absolutely amazing. Uh, really, really nice guy, and was uh, just out there with his personality. I would love to see him on future episodes on Swing the Twig. And speaking of oh, which, no speaking of which, Dom DeRosa has entered the chat. We didn't get to introduce him much, uh, so there uh, we go. <laughs> thank <laughs> you, thank you. Left Justin and I to start the show. Um, but I had errands to run, so that's all good. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I can make it today, and I'm glad, you know, I did not know Justin was going to be here on the first episode. So today. you thought it'd be just the two of us today, yes. and Frank for the yes. first fifteen twenty. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Justin's always down. Surprise. That's great. Justin's always down. All right. So where do you want? Do you want to start with your depressed Padres? Uh, might as well get it over with. All right. Yeah. I mean, so 
why don't why don't you narrate what's been going on the past week with this team uh, since you're the diehard fan of the Padres? All right. Yep. So San Diego goes into the All Star break looking pretty solid. Goes into the trade deadline needing some help due to Larry Rothschild being Larry Rothschild, which we'll also get into, and having struggles in the starting rotation. In the months of April and May, the first two months uh, of the regular season, San Diego was looking unstoppable. That could have been due to the foreign substances being used all around the league. Uh, There's no doubt about it in my mind, but we can never know for sure. When it comes down to it, the Padres were just disgusting, even with Blake Snell pitching awful. Uh, Darvish was excellent. Ryan Weathers, the young top prospect, was uh, unhittable at times, and he was looking really good, and I was uh, very confident in the team. Now, Denelson Lamette has uh, injury problems over his career, but the moment June hit, the San Diego Padres pitching staff, and I would say the starting rotation only, has been just god-awful. When it comes to the bullpen in this month of August, it has been uh, struggling because of so much usage. I mean, Tim Hill can have no arms, and Jace Tingler will still put him out there because he's been so reliable, but a little too reliable at times. The Padres just recently fired Larry Rothschild, which, thank goodness... Former pitching coach for us, by the way. Yes, uh, has bounced around a little bit with you guys, the Cubs, uh, was a manager for the Marlins. So, uh, Tampa Bay Rays, whoa. Um, so, the yeah. Rays. Yeah, yeah. When it comes down to it, Rothschild always had a history of injuries, and the Padres showed inconsistency at the times. So they struggled pitching-wise. They've had an ERA above four in the months of June, July, and August so far. Uh, and it's hurt them. I mean, the Padres, it felt like yesterday, they're going to be facing the L.A. Dodgers for three games. It felt like yesterday they were going against L.A. They got the first sweep in several years against the Dodgers, which is not an easy thing to do. And they were competing for that NL West. Now, the San Francisco Giants are coming out of nowhere at 80-44 and 44 as we speak. Right. Uh, so definitely something sh- uh, shocking there. They're number one in the power rank still. Oh, yeah. For so sure. we just discussed that uh, in the very beginning. Yeah. I mean, they are unbelievable the way they come back and win and the way they establish that team without many superstars besides Buster Posey and some other good veterans now. Um, But for the Dodgers and the Padres, everyone thought that was the one-two punch. But the issue I have with San Diego, I'm glad Larry Rothschild's let go because of the injuries and everything. The Yankees were fed up with it, and that's why they let him go. And I Mm -hmm. think we have to go younger. He's, what, 67 now? Uh, Something like that. In his 60s. They got to go younger. He's more of an old school type pitching coach, which I think you just got to learn and live up to the new generation. Uh, when it comes to Jace Tingler, our manager, uh, I'm not so sure. Easily, our hitting coach, we we play from behind a lot again. It's not that good. But Jace Tingler, he just shows inconsistency in this lineup. Every single game, it's never the same exact lineup, and that's how it should be if you're a contending team and you know how to establish a team. It doesn't work like that. In the month of August, they faced the Arizona Diamondbacks, the Colorado Rockies, you name it. Teams that are just awful. I mean, the Rockies play good at home, don't get me wrong, but they you do. shouldn't be doing that. San Diego was 11-8 and eight this year versus the Rockies and versus Arizona. They had they got no hit on, and they almost got swept <laughs> on. They got swept on by the Rockies in the last right. two uh, appearances. It just doesn't look good. And oh, man. It, it's, it's a struggle. The Reds, they're, they're, they're heating up at the right time. Vado's having an MVP-type season as well as Winker and Castellanos. But the Padres really dug themselves in a big hole. I'm not a fan of the way Jace Tingler picks his bullpen. He reminds me of Joe Girardi. 
and I just don't like the way he manages games with inconsistency. This team, if I was Jace Tingler, last thing I'll say, I, I would go into that clubhouse every single game, and I would tell this team, play this opponent like the Arizona Diamondbacks, let's say, and play them like it's the L.A. Dodgers or San Francisco Giants because they're what? Like Giants? seven and three. The Padres are like seven and three versus the Dodgers this year. Yeah, they have a winning record versus yeah. the Dodgers. Go, and that's my point. Yeah. About, that's my point about the, the the Dodgers is that the Dodgers are rated number two on the power rank. But the Dodgers, every time I every time I look, they can't they can't their bullpen can't string a win together. Yeah, they 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 sh- they do struggle with the bullpen. Kenley Jansen is like Ugh. you know gonna be my future son. My future son can pitch better than Kenley Jansen. You know who should be their closer. Who? Blake Trinan. I was just about to guess that. I had a feeling you were going to say that. Yeah. He's, far, be- he's yeah. far better. I mean, he's a far better uh, reliever than Ken- Kenley Jansen. Yeah. and He I, lost his velocity over the he, years. He did. He lost his, He's always had some lack of control, but he did lose that oomph in all of his pitch mix. So it's just a struggle. I've always said their bullpen's been very shaky, and now they have depth, but the injuries could have come back to haunt them. Uh, I don't think we know who's starting. It's still to be determined for both squads. Has Hudson tonight. played yet in the pen? Has yeah. Hudson come back off the list? Hudson's been okay. I think he blew a save just recently, and it's going to happen. Um, I like the acquisition. I like Daniel Hudson. He's been great for you guys. He's He reminds me like Craig Stammen. Uh He was a national too. So uh, it's just, I don't know. I, I As much as I have respect for A.J. Preller, and I'm still trusting the process because you, you wish you could win a title, but you can't do it with a magic button. It's just... You know what was weird, boys? The starting pitching during the trade deadline, it was yeah. like training. It was like trading for Minecraft diamonds. <laughs> it was such a high asking price for absolutely everyone. I mean, two top 100 prospects Toronto had to give up for Jose Barrios. And look how much the, uh, the Dodgers gave up for Max Scherzer. Right. You know? I mean, so much prospects. So. I don't blame AJ Preller, but I feel like we needed another arm, and that arm was not supposed to be Jake Arrieta. Yeah, that 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 puzzled me. Jake Arrieta going to the. I'm podcast. surprised to see that. Yeah, well, Jake, he's like he's like an earn runs machine. Yeah, like, like <laughs> why yeah. why is he going to the Padres? I get it. Sometimes the change of scenery works, but Chris Paddock has an oblique strain right now. It's a little uh, iffy. Hopefully, he's throwing. That's soon. probably for the better. Yeah, <laughs> he's been he's been doing okay now. No, from what we saw. Well, no, Justin and I were at the game, the Nats so, game. Oh yeah, yeah. I was go. I was gonna ask you that. I was gonna ask you. We saw Paddock then, and um, obviously Fetty pitched that game, and the Padres. Destroyed the Nats. It was what was it twenty something? Twenty four to eight. Twenty four eight. What did you think of the lineup like then? They looked unstoppable to me. I know it's the Nationals. Everyone looks unstoppable. (laughs) No, this is before we. But look, this is before we dumped our whole team minus Juan Soto. Trey was still playing. Um, Bell or no Harrison? Schwarber was out, but Trey was still there. Yeah, Harrison. Yeah, Gomes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, You know the thing I'm very disappointed with. You can only score so many runs, but you should save some for the next game, which, which I think they lost on a walk-off, uh, if my memory is right. I thought that was going to be the spark to try and get them some good wins. And same did I think the other day when Jake Cronenworth tied the game where Jankowski, the former Padre I miss a lot, almost caught that. Um, tied the game against the Phillies. Mark Melanson gets out of the top 10 uh, inning jam, and they win it. Those two games I thought were going to be some liftoff for a good winning streak or two, and it just hasn't been it. So it's just frustrating, Justin and Tommy. It, it's just... Beyond belief. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I get it. 
I knew that the Dodgers were going to be a force to reckon with. The Giants, they're just gelling together. Uh, did you guys actually hear, though? I just want to bring this up. What? People think, a lot of Padre fans especially, think the Giants are cheating. Why, think, why is that? If you look at everyone's career OPS, yeah. like this year, like Brandon Belt's like 900. He's usually like a 600. So? People think it's a roid. It's a going around. I don't have a history of steroids in the organization. Yeah. It's just 756. Yeah. Yeah. Barry Bonds. It's like, uh, but people are really thinking that it's just um, all of a sudden and it's too good to be true. Um, But just keep your eye out on that. It's Uh, a little simmer. Don't they test for that sort of stuff all the time? Do they? I mean, Rob Manfred's a commissioner. What do we know at this point? I mean, nothing. <laughs> I think you're gonna talk about like like uh, like the Astros cameras in center and yeah, yeah. I thought you're gonna talk about that. <laughs> no, yeah, but the Giants though I, I I've been hearing about that, so I'm wondering. But last yeah, thing I'll sure. say, yeah, uh, Padres wise, I'm disappointed. I'm hoping right. that uh, they can just figure it out soon. But I think my big time guess right here, if San Diego does not make the playoffs, Jace Tingler, which I hope so, is on his way out. And who would replace Jace Tingler? Great question. Tommy Franks will. Tommy Franks. Tommy Franks replaced. Yeah. Um, no, no, you don't. I, I don't know who's on the market, but I do want someone young, but is actually has a brain and knows how to figure out a lineup that is consistent on a daily basis. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know where that that would go. I'm not the one to say. Yeah. But I mean, if if they make the playoffs, they're not going to get rid of him. No, no, they would I, never get rid of him if they made the wild card. Yeah, and by the way, which they're not supposed to. <laughs> I, they shouldn't. But uh, it, wild card, I actually liked the three game. Set. Oh yeah, I'm so disappointed. It's going back to one. The the one card game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause you're just one and done. it's a little boring. I I like I like three. I like giving both yeah. teams a good fair shot. Now it's like a they football playoff. Watch it another night. Yeah, it's like a football playoff now. Yeah, with the one with the one game and and you and move then on. You're out. Yeah, and then yeah. you you, you kind of have to move on. I think Justin wouldn't complain about that though. The one game because that's how the Nats won. Yeah, and you know I can't stand this thing. I see it on Twitter. I see it everywhere. People will be like third place, and it's like, listen, right. winning the division is as sweet as candy, right? But it's not everything. Look at the Nationals. I mean, come on. Uh, there's like been what five to six franchises that have won as a wild card team in Major League history, right? So it's like you know, they don't lose their record at All Star break. Yeah, the Giants. Nats one of the it. Nats had the one of the best second second halves yeah. of all time. I think the Giants did it in 2014, and we're about to do it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Listen, that, that's all I got on the Padres. I ranted a lot, but it's for uh, good reasons. My Grand Slam and Padres podcast too. I've been ranting. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. There you so, go. My articles, uh, my blogs, more so, uh, really show my frustration. All right, well, can we shift to the NL East then? Please. Because the NL East is a, I mean, we just talked about the strongest, one of the strongest, one of the top two strongest divisions in the league. Now let's move to the weakest division in Major League Baseball, and that would be the NL East. The Mets had this on a stranglehold, right, for about five, six games. I think even bigger than that. They're now four games or five games out, last I checked. Something like that. Now the Braves had the lead. What happened? Man. Woo. Jacob DeGrom could not pitch again this year. Noah Syndergaard, is he going to be back? And if so, is he going to even be the same? Uh, I'll say it, but I want to pass it on to Justin. I did enough talking, but I think the Mets, the injuries finally caught up to them. Yeah. Um, I, I look at all the teams. Uh, the Phillies, Phillies aren't, you know, consistent. Um, then there's, of course, you know, mine, the Nats, who hashtag fire sale. All I got to say about that. <laughs> fire sale. <laughs> 
Hey, when we played the Cubs and we and we and we lost to the Cubs, that's a win for us right there. Because aren't we supposed to be tanking? Right. Right. Like, you guys almost have the same record as the Miami Marlins. Jeez. Close. Yeah, very close. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the I mean the Nats that's a team I respected in terms of in terms of their skill, their talent, the way they won the twenty nineteen World Series, and to see what happened to them this year. And I went to a couple of game, Nats games this year with Justin. And I and I loved the team. I had a lot of respect for them. And then they just got rid of all of those guys. And they left Juan Solo to Juan Soto. Now Juan Solo. FM <laughs> <laughs> Juan <Perfect> Solo. <laughs> um, literally by himself. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know where you go. That's that's a, a really. Uh, I want to say something about that. Go ahead. Quick. Please do. I I don't want to. I, I, we can't blame Mike Rizzo for this. I blame the learners. I blame the learners. For all this I, I don't think Rizzo would do that he just he he's been so sharp in the past I don't see him coming up with that big idea for that fire sale but J- Justin I think before the season started the Nationals were the oldest or very close to the Giants maybe like top two the oldest team in the majors and now they're one of the youngest which is exciting I mean they got great prospects you got a great return from Max Scherzer I'm highly uh, a fan of as much as I hate the team uh, Kiebert Ruiz and Josiah Gray has been very good for you guys. Yes, You're yes. building young. Now, I think the biggest disappointment has been veteran Patrick Corbin. He has oh, been my God. More than his, a contract. Too. <laughs> his reaction's great. Oh, I mean, he can't throw a slider without hanging it on a piece of rope. But, you know, Justin, do you think you guys are doing the right thing? I know it's hard to watch I, this team blow I it don't. up. I don't. I'll tell you why I don't. Well, Maybe in the middle because I I love Trey Turner, but so with Matt, I I was originally fine with Max Scherzer just getting traded himself without the Trey Turner stuff because he's a free agent. He's getting older. Yes, he's having a fantastic year, but I want to save money for Soto. I want to save money for Turner. We had him, and Scherzer could have came. He you know I don't think he will, but he could have went somewhere else and came back in the summer or. I mean, have, there there are teams like a Yankee or a place like that where I, I I'm gonna be per, personally I'm gonna say the Padres. I like that Padres trade because I think you guys are that one pitcher away from doing something. Yeah, and it helps that Pomeranz is now out for the season. But I I I don't get why they included Trey Turner in that. I mean, I I, I cannot figure that out, and you know, I I find it very disrespectful. Trey spoke out and said since March 2020, so when everything shut down. That was the last time they talked about contract extensions. He said he was always open in right. to an extension here in D.C. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's frustrating. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? Um, all right, so let's shift now to the Nats pitching. We talked about it earlier. Josiah Gray, we were talking about this earlier. Ooh. He's red hot. Tommy and I saw him in his debut too. Yes. Wow, that's right. his debut against the. Um, oh my God. Uh, the Phillies. Th- thank you, thank you. Yeah, the Phillies. He pitched pretty well, and then of course the Nationals bullpen took everything um, he Literally. did and just, I don't know, t- uh, down the drain. Dump, dump gasoline and and uh, lit a match. Oh boy, yeah, <laughs> go figure. But yeah, Josiah Gray has just been a really good prospect. I remember. It was very few because it was right before the deadline. He was pitching for the Dodgers. He was looking pretty good. I mean, he's a lengthy pitcher. That's one thing you like. He's uh he's skinny. He's 6'1", 190. Right. So he's kind of got that. He reminds me of Tristan McKenzie, who almost pitched a absolute no-hitter 
against the uh, Detroit Tigers. That was a really good game for two teams. Also, shout out to the Tigers for really staying pretty firm throughout the season. Uh, yeah, you know? I got to be honest. I thought they were going to tank. Yeah. Um, they they have been pretty decent as of late, and uh, Cabrera has been dependent on, but a little bit less now. I think you got guys like uh, Candelaria, you got Jonathan Scope. Uh, all those guys are coming together. They're they're hitting really well. They are. Like they are. They beat Toronto. They're. I think they took two out of three from Toronto. So even Cabrera, as he said earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two out of three from Toronto. I mean, is nothing to sneeze at. Even though Toronto's probably not going to make the playoffs. No, they're one pitcher too short. I know they got Jose Barrios, but I they're still That's too the, short on. Nah, it. I just think their offense isn't consistent enough to where they mm-hmm. they can perform. Like they got guys. I think mean, if they get hot, you know, Toronto's going to get be really good. But I mean, they showed that back in July. Like July, they got red hot. Yeah. And um, Vladdy. Vladdy, yeah. And now they like faded off. So they're not a playoff team in any way, unfortunately. Yeah. Now, Justin, I actually want to get back on Josiah Gray real quick. The last two starts he had, he lasted six innings apiece. One was taken for a loss against the Atlanta Braves. But do you think with this kind of kid, he's young, he's exciting to watch? I'm actually looking it up. He's only 23 years old. He's almost 24 soon. Do you think he could be your number one or number two guy in that starting rotation within a year or two? When I look at Patrick Corbin and then I see Joe Ross out with a possible second Tommy John, no doubt. I really like our farm system too. That, that's one thing I like yes. about Ness. They have a pretty decent farm system. Build young. That's how you got to do it. And sometimes maybe you pull an A.J. Preller, and if you realize some guys are just not fit for the team, trade them away for a star or two. Try and do that. Kate Cavelli um, for the minors. He just got promoted to um, AAA in uh, Rochester. So I, I've, I've been excited about him. How's uh, – he's got a really cool name, Carter Keyboom. Oh, he- yeah. Uh, he's in, see, this is what happens with the Nats. This is what I'll say here. They have a lot of players who are great out in the infield or in the outfield or right on defense, but they can't hit. Um, Robles is someone else I want to say like that. He, he Keyboom reminds me of Robles, Victor Robles, but in yeah. infield. Oh, man. I mean – it's it's tough to watch, Justin. I I get it. And like, what do you think I had to go through when I had to watch Clayton Richard pitching for us with Eric Lauer? And uh, it was tough. But you know what? You always got to believe, always have faith in the team to do good. And the Nationals, they're gonna build quicker than people think. I really do think. You really I, I think they so. will? Yes. Because I, I look at this, and people, local sports radio, and talents here are comparing it to when the Redskins football team pick a name here, whatever you want to call them, um, did their rebuild. And that took, well, they haven't been decent until this past year. And that was since like the 1992 Super Bowl because they didn't do anything since then. Right. All right. I mean, I, are we going to talk, are we going to skip the elephant in the room here? Go on. The Atlanta Braves losing oh. their nine game winning, winning streak. That's right. But Hey, the Braves, they're starting to really march. Yeah, they, their nine-game winning streak is shot. Yeah, I mean, everyone, <laughs> including myself, I'll admit it, Tommy, everyone, including myself, thought the Atlanta Braves were going to beat up the Yankees in at least one game and shut down their winning streak, but the Yankees Well, hold, they still can tonight, Yeah, or as we record this on a Tuesday. Yeah, but they hold the double digits, 10. Uh, yeah, I mean, and the thing is, win tonight, you know, win tonight with Andrew Heaney, God, you know, who knows what's going to happen with that? But, yeah. but and and uh, we'll know the end result probably. Isn't that but, the beauty of baseball though? Andrew Heaney goes out and he just demolishes the Red Sox. I was offense. there for it. Yeah, 
Who would have thought? I mean, you never know. No, stats can tell you one thing, but that's from the past. You never know what you're going to get in that next game. I was there with a friend of ours, um, Anthony Colasano from the Sports that's Fever. Right. And uh, we were like, we were not expecting that kind of start. We were like, all right, one to two runs at best, um, but I'm expecting three or four at maybe. And uh, and uh, he gave up only one. It was a home run to Bogarts, and then that was it. Dude, like the Red Sox man looked like a Cy Young winner. Yeah. Like I was impressed. Very. So, I mean, if he can keep that up for the Braves, which I think are a better team than the Red Sox at the moment, um, you know, that's going to be tough. So, yeah. you know, I, I would love to see him. Uh, perform again, but who knows? <laughs> I know. I mean, he's a hit or miss. The Braves, I think they really, really helped themselves out. Acuna losing him really hurt, but even then, they were 500. You can hit your stride at any point. Right. This is it. They're up 11 games right now uh, above 500. Um, so the Braves are at 68 57. And I think getting Jorge Soler was an incredible move. I get Jock Peterson a little bit. Right. I mean, man. This is something Justin and I were talking about at the beginning before you came on. We yeah. were talking about the fact that Acuna, they did this all of this, um, especially they're running away at the division now. They're running away with it without Ronald Acuna Jr. Right. I mean, that's the most impressive thing to me. Yeah. Is the fact that, you know, no Acuna, and this guy was your number one hitter by far. And now, you know, they got, they got what, a four-and-a-half game stranglehold on, on Philly and a six-and-a-half stranglehold on the Mets, which... I don't think the Mets are coming back from that. Yeah. No. I don't think they're making the playoffs. Well, we do know who's going to make the playoffs. What do we do for the playoffs now that, you know, your teams are out, possibly? Oh, okay, Tommy. Well, 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 well okay, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> we'll, hold, we'll hold back on the Padres. We'll hold back on the Padres. We know the Nats are out. But if the Padres don't make it for for some reason, I still think they, I still think certainly they will. Oh yeah. But if they some, if they some for some reason don't, then the postseason podcast exclusively belongs to the Yankees. What if the Yankees just go on a huge slump and the A's just come out of nowhere with Can you Seattle? Imagine? Can you it's imagine? still interesting in that AL division. Yeah, I do think it's it's for it's. I do think it's ours to lose. I mean, Rays had a twelve and a half game lead like a month ago. Yeah. So it's but ours to lose. They got some big wins against the White Sox. They did. They did. They got two out of three. It didn't help us much that no. they took out, swept Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like, you know, what? It, I mean, what are you going to do at that point? <laughs> I'm actually seeing now the O's have lost 18. 18 actually, before we, before we finish up, funny stat that uh, I was just telling Justin this, um, I think before we started. I was telling Justin this. As a sports better, if you were to put down $100 uh, on the Orioles' first game of the 16-game losing streak, to lose by more than a run, you take that payout because it, it, it wins. They've been losing by more than a run 16 straight times. And you roll, you roll it over. In other words, you take all your winnings, you take what you put down, and you put it all down the next one. If you keep doing all-in every Orioles game for the past 16 games and you right. start with 100 bucks, guess how much you would be up? you got to be in the thousands by now. Thousands? Man. Justin? Remember the number? What was it? A million, couple million? Oh. What was it? One and a half million. One and a half million. Oh, that's right. I was being generous. (laughs) One and a half million. If you were to roll over everything from the Orioles, from the Orioles losing by more than a run. Look at the O's. So inspirational. 16 runs. (laughs) 16 games in a row that they've lost by more than a run. Now, isn't that insanity? Tommy, you got something to tell us? (laughs) What? I was wondering if you were uh, a part of that a little bit. Nah, a little bit. With the Tampa series, I was. Yeah. That was free. I mean, that's like... That's like us. That's like the sports book saying, "Here's your little donation, Tampa Bay, 
beating yeah. Baltimore by more than a run. It was too easy. It's a little, it's in gift wrap and everything. Tampa Bay won by like 10 every game. Yeah. <laughs> I was oh, like, okay. Good. No, no, Tom, Remember I do want to Baltimore was good a few years ago? Oh, yeah. Right. right. They won the, didn't, didn't they win the, the division? Yeah, they remember, did. Remember when they had Machado and oh, oh yeah, oh Donald doesn't remember that. Adam Jones. I remember I went to a Baltimore Ravens game, and I, this was one of the years that Baltimore just missed the playoffs. This was recent, probably five, four years ago. I I gotta recall the year. Lack of era, maybe like 2016. Um, and the Orioles had to play a game like 163, and they they lost, so they missed the 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 wild card opportunity. But I remember I was at a Ravens game and I was talking to a couple of Baltimore fans and they were like, yeah, let's hope we win today. They lost. I'll never forget that. And then the O's just tanked since. They do so. I think it's just the way they're managed. I think the front office situation, I think they just don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to properly build around guys like Mancini and Mullins. Like Mullins and Mancini are their two good hitters. Yeah. Maybe even, Mountcastle, maybe. Yeah, he's got he's got talent. Maybe, but those two are your key guys. Yeah, I, I like the, the Anthony o- Santander. They need pitching though. What's that, Justin? I said the I said the owners need to stop worrying about their TV stuff with Masson and the Nationals and worry right. about their own yeah. organization. Oh, he's yeah. saying that as a Nats fan because they have this little um dispute with um Masson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! Ridiculous. All right, uh, that will do it for this first one. Um. You know, if you like this episode, leave us a five-star rating, as always, um, on Apple, Spotify. This will be all over the place. Wherever you want to listen to podcasts, it will be there. Uh, we also have a website coming out. We will post that shortly um, soon, or and we will also announce it on the next episode we do next week. Um, stay tuned every week for a new episode, as always. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. 